Hi, welcome to the Market Weekend Review for the week ending in January 19th. I'm your host, McKenna Painter. With me today is Paul Eidelman. How are you doing today, Paul? Yeah, great, McKenna. How are you? Doing awesome. All right, let's first topic for today's agenda, the significant volatility in fixed income markets again this week. What were some of the global developments that pushed interest rates higher? Yeah, interest rates have been pretty choppy for a while now. I think this week the drivers of the action were global in nature. Ultimately, we saw yields increase over the period. But a couple of factors um, outside of the United States, both in the United Kingdom and Canada, the inflation numbers this week came in a little bit stickier and higher than expectations. So that's in pretty stark contrast with some of the developments we've seen in the United States recently, where the inflation numbers have been excellent and coming down pretty nicely closer to the Fed's target outside mm-hmm. of the United States, a little bit more stubborn inflation. So that was one development. And then the U.S. on more of the growth side, mm-hmm. uh, this week we got data for retail sales. Uh, the consumer around the holiday period in December was pretty good. And I think that was an encouraging signal that the economy, at least for now, is still looking pretty resilient. Uh, and then around uh, the labor market, some initial jobless claims figures this week actually fell down to a 16-month low. And so even though on a sort of trend basis, we've had a deceleration in hiring. We haven't really seen the nastier angle of a pickup in layoffs yet. And so, again, there for now, the labor market looks like it's holding in okay. And so that resilience, I think, was an important driver of higher interest rates as well. The final piece on more of like the the central banking angle is there's been some speculation in the market around how quickly central banks might pivot towards rate cuts. And so the market had started to think about the possibility of the Fed cutting as early as March of this year. Um, But this week, though, um, Governor Waller, a a member of the Fed leadership in Washington, D.C., pushed back on that idea a a little bit. Mm -hmm. So he's talking about a baseline for rate cuts, which we would agree with, but kind of said he might not be rushed about his thinking on the timing of that. So a little bit of news around global inflation, some economic resilience in the United States, and then a little bit of Fed speak as well. All of those conspired for higher interest rates this week. Wow. All right. Interesting. All right. Well, from more of a geopolitical perspective, there were reports of intensifying conflict in the Middle East this week. How impactful are the developments to global markets and what are you looking at? Yeah, I mean, uh, pretty concerning from a headline perspective where we've had some Western airstrikes into Yemen and it seems like some of the shipping traffic through the Red Sea has been disrupted. But so far from a a global markets or global economic perspective, uh, the effects look modest, at least so far. Um, Maybe the simplest way to think about that or look at it for investors is to look at what's happening to crude oil prices. They're a nice barometer of geopolitical tensions in the Middle East. And while they're up a little bit here on Thursday in Seattle, about 2% for crude oil prices, if you zoom out and look on more of a two to three year lens, energy markets are still at the lower end of the range that they've been for some time. So we're not seeing that much geopolitical risk premium in markets yet. Uh, The other angle we've been thinking about on our team, and uh, I've been hearing a lot of client questions about is, what do these uh, shipping bottlenecks potentially mean for global inflation? And I think a lot of investors are thinking back to some of the big problems that we had following COVID, where shipping disruptions, boats that were stuck off of the West Coast of the United States, a lot of factors contributed to, to the really high inflation period that we went through. I don't think we're seeing those effects, at least in terms of the same order of magnitude here. It's certainly the case that shipping costs have gone up. Uh, particularly between China and Europe. But 
they've gone up by far less than what we saw in 2021, in 2022, for example. And so as we're sort of doing the math here, um, it looks like those shipping channels are only probably adding around a tenth or two onto core inflation. So it's not zero, but again, uh, rhyming with that idea of what we're looking at in crude oil markets, the effects look pretty modest so far. So we'll keep an eye on it, but so far it looks okay. Awesome. So it sounds like they're not as intense as they were about two years ago. Yep. All right. Well, thank you again, Paul, for coming on today's show for Market Week in Review. I'm your host, McKenna Painter, and we'll see you next time.